everyone, and thanks for listening and watching the Italian American Entertainment Podcast. I'm your host, Vince Shirelli, and today we have the great singer and entertainer Jenna Esposito with us. Jenna made her New York nightclub debut in 2004 and has been delighting audiences across the country ever since with her dynamic high energy shows. She is renowned for her tributes to Connie Francis and Dean Martin, as well as her tribute to the Italian, great Italian American songbook. Today we'll be talking about Jenna's new album, More Amore, Songs from the Great Italian American Songbook, which like her previous album, That's Amore, features songs that have their origins in Italy, songs that were made famous by Italian Americans, and both. So hello, Jenna, how are you? Hi Vince, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Great to finally meet you and talk to you and uh, another fellow Italian American musician. So it's uh, this will be fun to talk to you. And uh, so how I Excellent. usually <laughs> yeah, so how I usually start this with everybody is because it's about Italian Americans, of course. Um, where are you located now? Where do you live now? But where in Italy do you trace your ancestry? Uh, Sicily and Calabria. So Very nice. the deep south in Italy. <laughs> Same here. I'm all Sicilian. So do you know where in Sicily? Excuse me? Do you know where in Sicily? Which, uh, which region? Uh, yeah, Palermo. Oh, nice. That's where my grandma's from. So <laughs> I spent some time in Palermo. It's a cool city. <laughs> I've never been yet, really. That's on my list. And yeah, um, yeah my husband, his father's side of the family was also from uh, the outskirts of Palermo. So we both have common ancestry back there. Oh, very cool. And then his mother's side is from... Uh, very cool. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, so he says he's having a Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice over there. I love Sicily. I spent a month there and then just a couple days in Rome and some of the other places, but I still, I love Sicily. Uh, so you definitely got to go back. But uh, let's get into your performing a little bit. So uh, when did you start performing? I started performing as a child. Um, my dad is a musician. He's actually my musical director to this day. And so growing up, there was always music in the house, and he was always rehearsing with his band for a show. Um, he, he had a wedding band. He also taught public school music for 33 years. So my sister and I just grew up thinking it was the most natural thing in the world to have gigs and sing, and um, it was a really cool way to grow up. So, um, yeah, I've been singing for probably longer than I can talk. We have a tape of me from when I was less than a year old uh, trying to sing some Barry Manilow songs. <laughs> oh, nice. Very cool. So, so do, do you yeah. remember uh, when when you first had, like, your big show, like a first big show? When, when was that? When I was in fourth grade, um, my sister and I both went to audition. There was a local... Um, uh, producer of shows and stuff, and he was holding a tribute to George Abbott. Uh, it was his 100th anniversary celebration. And so it was the first time I remember going on an audition. And I always thought I could sing, but still, this is somebody else judging your talent. And we both got into the show, and we were so excited. And for me, that was when like it kicked in. You know, you got the adrenaline going, and we were working with other local talents, mostly adults, and we were, we were the only kids in the show. And it was really cool, and I just, I loved the feeling, and from then on, I was like, all right, this is, I want to keep doing this forever. Well, that's cool. That's very cool. So, uh, I always like to, I'm a singer, of course, and as are you, but I like to ask this to other singers, do you still get nervous when you go on stage? I wouldn't call it nervous. I, it's, it's kind of a butterfly, I would say, like that kind of, you get that in the pit of your stomach, and it's a little right. bit of adrenaline, and... It's, it's a good energy. Um, I'll tell you, when I get the most butterflies, 
it's funny uh, doing the national anthem like before baseball games and stuff um, because you realize there's like all these people there and it's just you and it's a cappella and it's a song everybody knows and that's actually when I feel the most pressure. Right. It's not the same as being on stage and like we all kind of cover for each other and it's it's just you with a thousand thousands of people looking at you. So, yeah. but um, still, even then, I I feel like it's more a good energy rather than nerves per se. Sure, sure. So who would uh, who would you say is your biggest Italian American musical in, uh, influence? Uh, my biggest one outside my father, who of course was a big one since I grew up listening to him sing, would be Connie Francis. That's she's actually the person that inspired me to get into this line of performing. Um, I do a full-length Connie Francis tribute, and I started that in 2009. And so as part of the tribute, I had to learn her Italian songs. And I, I did a few of them in the initial Connie Francis tribute show, and I found out of all the songs in the show, those spoke to me the most. I did um, Mama and Tango della Gelosia, and there's just such a passion. And as a singer, there's songs you can really sink your teeth into. So she really inspired me. So I kept uh, delving deeper, both into her songbook and then what I like to call the great Italian-American songbook. So it was the Connie Francis tribute, and then I kind of took this side road and really started doing more just strictly Italian-American um, and not just refined to the Connie Francis songs. But uh, And the, it's not just her song selection, but also her style of singing. She's a very emotional singer, and she conveys such depth of emotion while still keeping such a beautiful tone. And so that's something I really strive to do in my performances too. And uh, that I owe a lot of that to Connie. Yeah, that's cool. I love, uh, I love her stuff too. And uh, we, uh, I had started a tribute show actually uh, right before the pandemic. We were, we were doing very well with it and about to take it on the road. And that's kind of stalled until now I'm starting to pick it back up. But uh, I was doing, uh, it was called Italian Pop Legends, Dion, Darren, and Francis. So we were doing Bobby Darren, Dion DiMucci, and Connie oh. Francis show. Yeah, and so that was, uh, that was yeah, that was a pretty big hit, uh, kind of putting all the big Italian American forces all together in one show. So that was that was fun. So I love the Connie Francis stuff. Uh, Tango Italiano is one of my favorites of hers. So <laughs> that's a great song. Yeah, but uh, so you've played all over the place. I think we've crossed paths too at some festivals, Milwaukee and, and all that. But uh, do you? Do you have uh, one or two favorite venues or festivals after all these years that uh, you really like uh, performing at? Yeah, there's a couple. Obviously, um, you know, the Feast of San Gennaro in Manhattan is uh, is really special. And it's just there's such a great energy there. Um, you know, thousands of people flooding the streets. There's nothing there's nothing like it. Uh, I also love the St. Nick's Festival in Philadelphia. It's much, much smaller, but um, that gives it, it, it has so much heart. It's a couple blocks and it's, it's contained to one street, but the excitement among people in Philadelphia is palpable and they wait all year for this one day festival and they bring their jugs of homemade wine and limoncello and it's, it's a big party and they are, are such a great crowd to play for. It's probably out of all the festivals I would do, I'd say that one has the biggest heart and it's one of the smallest festivals, but they do such a great job there. And then of course, Milwaukee is, is fantastic. I mean, that's just, yeah. it's so unlike other festivals because they have those dedicated festival grounds and you're on a real stage with dressing room stage managers. And, um, you know, there's something to, to be said for all of them, but Milwaukee for me, it's, it's such a treat because it's so well run and it's, a, it's such beautiful grounds. 
yeah, Milwaukee's a fun one. I, uh, I, I love playing there. I, we were supposed to play last year, and then it got pushed off again this year, so hopefully next year. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But uh, hopefully all these festivals start coming back. But uh, before we get into your new album, um, what do you love uh, most so far in your career about being a singer, having a career as a singer and a musician? I think the way that music moves people, it's such a great way to communicate. And there's something really special about the way one chord or one note of a song can move somebody to tears. And it's such a, and it's a universal language. And it doesn't matter if people understand the words I'm singing or the lyrics, if they're in another language. It's just music touches everybody. And it's interesting, you know, my, um, my non-Italian half, my other grandmother was from uh, Belfast, Ireland, Northern Ireland, and she had dementia towards the end of her life, and it was, it was, it was really sad, and um, it was hard to see her going through it, but my dad would get her singing all the old Irish songs, and it was like she remembered every lyric of every song, and it really just drove home the fact that music is really special, and it means so much to so many people, can trigger memories, and it's just, it's really amazing. It really, and I love being able to be part of that and and share that with people and move people, and it really, it's something really special. Yeah, no, I, I share that. I uh, My grandfather was the same way, got uh, dementia really bad towards the end, but if I played him an Italian song or any of the songs he wrote, he would immediately remember all the words and everything. So it's kind of crazy how music works that way. But uh, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about your, your new album that just came out? I will. So I, I have a copy right here. I'm very, very excited about it. Very cool. Um, it's called More. So my previous album was called That's More, songs from the great Italian-American songbook. And... You know, you mentioned before the Dion and um, Bobby Darren. So I have songs by both of them on this album. I had Bobby Darren on the first album. One of the things I'd like to do uh, with a great Italian-American songbook is let people know that it's not just all these kind of classically oriented Italian songs or Napolitan songs like Oso Lo Mio or Torna Sorriento, but it's, it's music that we grew up singing. And I just think it's really unique and special that this group of people created such a wide variety of music. Mm-hmm. So the new album encompasses uh, kind of all of that. There's some, I actually Tornas Sorriento and Oto Mio are both on there. Um, Amore Scusami, uh, but also there's some uh, kind of jazzy and swing songs, Beyond the Sea, and um, there's a cool Frankie Avalon song called Swinging on a Rainbow. Mm-hmm. We did that. And uh, then I get into the rock and pop stuff. So we do some Dion. We do Lightning Strikes by Lou Christie. So it's a, it's a really cool variety of music. And I call it kind of gently educating people on the influence of Italian-Americans in what we consider American popular song. So people may not know that they're listening to Italian-Americans when they're listening to Lightning Strikes or Run Around Sue. And for me, I'm like, you know, it's a great did you know who created it and what their history is? And I think it's something unique to Italian-Americans, the uh, passing down of music from generation to generation. And, you know, when my dad was growing up, he was in the generation where every weekend they got together at a different uncle's house or a grandparent's house, and somebody had a guitar, somebody had a mandolin, somebody had an accordion, and everybody sang all these songs. And, you know, we're a generation removed from that. My dad was musical, but he didn't do that with us. It was more kind of the pop music of the day, some oldies. Um, 
But I think it's really cool that this body of people, this tradition has been passed down. And it's something that I think is really uniquely Italian-American, that our love for music, our way of communicating through music. So, um, yeah, this new album, I've been talking about it ever since I released the last one. I said, you know, there are so many songs I wanted to include that I couldn't. I had to draw the line somewhere. So it's these songs I've been dying to record for the past five years. And uh, with the pandemic and so many performances canceled, all right, I guess it's time if, you know, I want to keep making music. So let's get into the studio and get this album down. We started recording, um, we started rehearsing for it last summer, um, you know, making sure the arrangements were tight and stuff like that. And then we got into the studio last September and worked through this month. Really, We were tweaking till the last second before sending it out. Um, Because one of the other things about it, in addition to this kind of great variety of music, we have a great variety of musicians, uh, which is really cool. Because of the pandemic, we couldn't record in the same studio at the same time. Um, and I'm sure you know some of the people on my album. Um, Aaron Caruso wrote a duet that we performed together on the album. So he recorded his part in Detroit. I recorded mine in New York. Uh, Corey Pesatoro is on uh, eight tracks on the accordion and Francesco Cavallini. Sure. Yeah. It's on eight tracks on So it's, it's, um, I have my rhythm section and backup vocals recorded in Manhattan. Uh, the horn section, the horn section for the big uh, swing songs, they actually recorded in Philadelphia. I met them through the St. Nick's Festival that I mentioned earlier. So the horn section recorded there. Um, so it's kind of these tracks flying in from all over the country. And our engineer was amazing, and uh, he put it all together to make sure it sounded like we were all together. But uh, it was a massive undertaking. It was kind of like wrangling toddlers, getting all these guys to record their tracks and send them in. But um, no, it was a, it was really really fun. And uh, actually, what I did. I can show you this. Um, on the inside of the cover, I'd already take pictures like in the studio. So I've got pictures of everybody who contributed. Nice. And then on the back, I've got this, I got I have a QR code here. So when people scan the QR code, it takes them to this new section of my website. And I have notes on every song, you know, what it means to me, or the history behind it, or you know, why it's included in the album if it's not immediately obvious. I have a little section, a bio section on each of the musicians and links to their website or social media. So it's this whole kind of interactive thing if you click on, uh, scan the QR code. So it's, well, uh, cool. it's been a really. Yeah, well, that's, uh, it's tough do, too, doing what you did with everybody separately because, uh, you know, we've recorded a couple albums with my band and it's hard enough doing it in the same room. So, yeah, doing it all separately, that's that's tough. We we kind of did that this year with, uh, during the pandemic, we did a lot of videos where we would record at our houses and that was a pain in the butt, just mixing all that together. So, yeah, that's, that's cool that you got that done. And um, we, we wanted to do something like that this year uh, or last year because of the pandemic and record an album, but we just kind of pushed it off and uh, we're going to work on some new stuff this year. And so it's tough. It was a tough time. So uh, to actually get that done last year, that's that's quite a feat. And this year uh, that was very cool. So um, before we get in, (laughs) yeah, before we get into uh, how people can find out more about it and buy it and all that stuff, I got one more question for you that I ask uh, most of my guests, especially since uh, we perform at, you know, a lot of the same venues and festivals. What is your hope for the future of Italian-American entertainment? And do you have a good feeling that there's others, you know, especially younger like us, that are going to keep this going? Well, my hope is that it, it keeps going. And these festivals that couldn't run last year and 
some that can't run this year will come back. You know, it just worries me because some of them were kind of dying out to start or didn't have the support they used to have. And, you know, there's still some underlying anti-Italian undertones in the country with, you know, the whole Columbus Day chaos or I, mean, I, ne I never even thought of that growing up. And it's, you know, things that were special to the Italian-American community are being questioned and so it's, it gets a little sticky, but um, hopefully these festivals will run. And I think the cool thing about them is that everybody feels Italian when they're there. Like you don't have to be from of Italian-American descent to enjoy them and appreciate them and uh, love the live entertainment there. So I hope they come back in full force and with the support of their communities. And I, do, I think the future is really bright. And uh, actually, speaking of the younger generation, my 13-year-old nephew is actually playing a couple of songs on the CD. He's a drummer. And um, yeah, yeah, my uh, my sister Kelly, she sings backup vocals on the CD. She's one of my backup vocalists, and it's her son Charlie. And it's funny, she was pregnant with him while I was doing this Connie Francis tribute, and he would be kicking along with the songs and stuff. And my dad kiddingly said to her, "You know, we could really use a piano player or a drummer in the family." And from the time he was a baby, he would be tapping out rhythms on the breakfast table, and he just had an affinity. Um, for rhythm and, and percussion. So he got his first drum kit when I think he was two years old. He's a little tiny kit, and he would play along with us. And I brought him from the time he was four years old. He's come on stage with me like, at San Gennaro and played a couple songs. He's played at the Friars Club. He played in Milwaukee a couple years ago. And it, it's great experience for him, and I hope it's instilling in him a love of this kind of music. I mean, I'm sure it's not his first choice of what he listens to when, when he puts on his headphones. But he's got a soft spot in heart for it. And I think putting him on an album and bringing him the experience of being in a recording studio is something really special. And it's something that he's going to keep with him and then maybe say to his friends, hey, check out the CD I'm on or, you know, download it from iTunes. And maybe his friends will think it's cool. And my gut feeling is that good music transcends time. So these songs that we're performing are going to live on. And... You know, the song Aaron wrote, this it's a beautiful duet called Il Cello, and I hope that takes off. And I have a songwriter friend, um, Ernie Rossi, in Manhattan's Little Italy. On my last CD, I have two of his original songs on there. So the important thing about the great Italian-American songbook is not only to celebrate the songs of the past, but keep it going to the future. And um, I think you said you've got some original tunes. And so if, if people like us are creating new music to add to that songbook, that's going to keep it going, you know, as far as we can see into the future. Yeah, no, that's cool. And tell your nephew to keep it going. I started as a drummer, too. That's how I got my start. Two years old, same type of thing. Little drum kit. Oh, cool. And then uh, I played I played drums until I was, uh, I still do. I, I still, I've actually played with uh, Aaron and Corey. I backed, I was their drummer for a show <laughs> once. Um, but uh, then at 13 or 14 years old, I was like, uh People don't really like the singer being the drummer, so I, I taught myself guitar and became the guitarist and singer. But tell your nephew to keep it going. That's cool. Drummers can sometimes move out to the front. I don't know if he's a singer, but <laughs> you never know. That, that's oh, good. Yeah. That, yeah. Which is good. He, and, uh, and he's learning guitar as well. So, yeah, I'd love to see him like fronting a band one day. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. And it's cool he um, grew out his hair because you know, he couldn't go to a hair salon or didn't feel comfortable. So he really looks like kind of a rocker kid now. He's got like long hair with a headband. I'm like, you, you look really cool, Chuck. Like, <laughs> I think you should look like a musician. That's cool. Well, uh, before we end it, so how can the people find your new CD? How can they download it? Uh, do you have any upcoming shows, your website, all that fun stuff? 
all that fun stuff. <laughs> all right, so let's start with the website because that's the uh, most direct. It's uh, jennaesposito.com. Very simple. And um, the CD is available for purchase on there. Uh, that would be jennaesposito.com slash moramore. Um, and I'll be sharing that in my social media. My social media handles on Facebook and Twitter. It's uh, at sparklejenna. <laughs> And then on Instagram, it's Jenna underscore Esposito. So the information will be blasted to all of those sites. Right now, uh, we're still working on getting it ready for distribution for uh, digital release. It, they have the songs. They're just you know working on getting all the approvals. So I would say within the next few weeks, it should be available on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, anywhere you find your digital music, it should be there. But for now, people can order it from me directly hard copy and um, definitely scan the QR code to uh, check out the, in the information on the songs and the artists and I do have a virtual CD release show coming up um, it's a cool hybrid platform called Metropolitan Zoom so the show itself will be on Zoom and it's you know the professional broadcast software version of it so there's no glitches with the audio or anything I did a show with them a group show a few months ago and I was really impressed with the quality so audience members can purchase their tickets uh, through www.metropolitanzoom.com. And then my band and I will be in the studio together. So we'll be performing live together. And they have huge screens set up for us so that we can see the audience members. Okay. So it's about as interactive as you can get for a virtual show. And um, I think, yeah, I'm excited about it because as opposed to a Facebook Live where you can't see your audience, you can see the audience and interact with them. And uh, people from all over the country can come, which is cool, or all over the world if they want. Whereas if I were doing a CD release show just here in New York, it, people would be uh, lim uh, limited by geography. So, right. so the Metropolitan Zoom is, uh, is really cool. I'm excited about it. Uh, the show is Friday, June 11th at 7 p.m. Okay, very cool. Well, I'll definitely, so, uh, yeah. Definitely help push uh, that I'm out. Sorry, and, I just said one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, you might the music in the background, uh, which is not me playing a stereo or anything. It's actually um, Brooklyn, this door beneath us is this really cool uh, boutique called Something Else. And the owner there is is such a cool guy. And he is booking live music every Saturday, like right outside our door. So um, there's a band playing right now, which is, and they're awesome. And I'm going to be playing there um, 4 to 7 p.m. on Saturday, June 19th. So that information's on my website. And, uh, of course, it's free to the public. And it's just um, the guy downstairs, the owner of the store, he really wanted to give people something to smile about. You know, like the masks are starting to come off. People are starting to go out again. And he is a big supporter of live music. So he's, he's booking great music every Saturday there. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so that's another fun one for New York area. Very cool. Well, uh, I'll definitely, uh, you know, copy your link, everything on, you know, put it on Facebook, YouTube, where this video is going to be so people can find your stuff. So uh, once again, really appreciate you coming on. Um, great job with the CD and uh, hopefully we get to meet in person sometime soon. So. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, thank you. And uh, once again, thank you everybody for tuning in to the Italian American Entertainment Podcast. I'm your host, Vince Shirelli, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Thanks.